0: we are live good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are around the world welcome back to smart women connect with sarah and virginia can you have it all Mm, interesting question um and i think one that as a young woman i definitely thought of course i can have it all i can have absolutely anything i want and the thing is that I lived my life thinking that I could have it all. But I guess the question is, did I have it all? What do you think, Sarah?
1: I I, I love this question Um, and I I agree. I grew up thinking, you know, when I'm really old, like when I'm 26, um, (laughs) 26. uh, I thought 26 is old i'll probably get married around then because you know i'll be really old and that's i'll be ready then i'll get married and i'll have children i'll have this amazing career and i'll have this particular house that's huge in the middle of the countryside i I grew up in wales so you know my reality was um slightly skewed shall we say and um it was yeah i i thought i could do it all I i absolutely can do it all and then the reality hit, I think, when I became a lawyer. And of course, as a junior lawyer, I'm looking to the senior women in the department. And so, looking like, who are the partners? And few and far between at that point, you know, there weren't that many women partners when I was a junior lawyer. And I know that's changed or changing now. And I would look at these women and I could see that actually, hmm. I'm not sure they do have it all. Yes, they have this amazing career and they have children, but they never see their children. A nanny is raising their children. Um, they might see them at the weekends, but they're so stressed out of their minds and tired that are they giving you know, themselves to their children at the weekend? Because the way I saw it was I wouldn't have the energy for that. I wouldn't be able to do that. And it's it's really a matter of perspective. I think that if your focus is career and you want to achieve something in your career and you want to have children, but that you know the focus is the career and you've got to make a sacrifice somewhere because there are only so many hours in a the day, um, then you might consider you have it all if that if you've achieved your goal. Um, for me when i had to make that decision when i wanted children and that and my career was starting to blossom and what was i going to do i couldn't come to terms with doing what i doing what i knew it would need to take to get me to where i wanted to in my career and that meaning that i would not be able to raise my children in the way that i wanted to so i at that point couldn't have it all at the same time. I could not achieve what I wanted to achieve in my career and raise my children myself and spend the quality of time I wanted to spend with them. Um, so that at that, that time, I was like, this isn't possible. But actually, there's another way of looking at it. And I think you don't have to have it all at the same time. You don't have to have it all simultaneously. You can have periods in your life where you achieve success with your career and then you can have periods in your life that you spend with your family and you know I'm talking about can I have it all in, in terms yeah. of career and children and, and that juggling act that that balance there may be other people women out there who don't want children or don't have children and are juggling other things and can they have it all in that sense I'm just talking from personal experience and I am a perfectionist and so For me to say, can I achieve my very best in my career and raise my children the way I want to do it? Can I do that simultaneously? The answer was no, I can't. Can I raise my children how I want to and adjust and change and pivot and set up my own business and enjoy my business and meet different people and all of those other things? Yes, I can. So it's a matter of perspective as far as I'm concerned. I think in certain times of my life, the answer to this question would have been no. Right now, the answer is yes, because if I look at my life objectively, I'm achieving what I want to achieve in a balanced way. I am not achieving it as quickly as I would like, um, uh, because you know, if I had more time on my hands, if I was dedicating all my time to my business my business would look differently right now in 2020 but I'm raising my children and you know doing various other things that I want to do for my own enjoyment so there has to be a balancing act and you've got to be realistic about what you can achieve and so different people will have different perspectives and therefore have different answers to this question how about you
0: I think you can have it all. I, I, I absolutely can, but it comes at a price, mm-hmm. and that price is not the price that I think that we all think it's going to be. So, um, I, I never, never really had any issue. Um, always got referred to as the machine, which used to drive me potty. there um, yeah, at work I was called the machine because I was able to to do it all. I never really thought about it, to be honest, I just got in there. Um, I've always been quite an organised individual, maybe, I mean, I, I, I don't know why, maybe something to do with um, just doing lots when I was a kid, uh, yeah. having parents who were self-employed, joined the army, did a bit in the army, so they teach you to be fairly disciplined. So. I've always been fairly organized, so I was always doing my job. Can you hear that cat in the background? That cat? meowing in the background. <laughs> He's actually looking for my son, who's not here. Um, so I was always fairly organized, and I always, in my mind, had it all. So I looked after my children. I spent quality time with my children. I took them to nursery. I'm happy that they went to nursery and that they didn't spend the days with me because I think they got so much more out of life because I'm not not—I'm not an archetypal stay-at-home mother. So I wouldn't have been the best mum. I would always have been finding other things to do to keep myself busy. So I don't think they lost out in anything. And now looking at them as grown individuals, mm. so certainly my 17-year-old and my 20-year-old, they're perfectly well-adjusted individuals. So I have absolutely no qualms about what I did over the years. So they went to nursery, I did my job, I, I had my exercise structured in, my healthy eating structured in, everything went boom, 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 boom. Now we talk about can you have it all? I'll tell you where I don't think I had it all. So I had the career, I had the money, I had the house, the husband, the relationship, the children, the fitness, the the body because I was eating healthily, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. What I sacrificed was I sacrificed me. Mm. I sacrificed me. I sacrificed knowing me. Um, I sacrificed my self love, my self appreciation, my thoughts, my dreams, my passions, because I was so busy having it all that I didn't think about me. I didn't think about me anywhere because I was too busy thinking that I had it all because If you looked at me, I had it all, and it's not
1: until you get older they'll
0: carry on. It's not until I got older, but what what were you going to say? I was
1: just I was going to say it's really really interesting um, looking at it that way, and again, that's it's another perspective, isn't it? It's you know working. It it depends how you define having it all. It depends Mm -hmm. how you define success depends how you define um, good parenting because we all parent in different ways and we all think we're doing an okay job or at least we're doing enough because that's all we can do. It's never yeah. going to be perfect. Um, but it, it it's totally a perspective and how we look at things. And maybe sometimes when we're talking about having it all, it's coming from an objective viewpoint is, if other people were looking at my life, would they think I had it all? And from what you've just described, you ticked all the boxes. So from another person's perspective, they were like, wow, Virginia's got this, 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 she manages this, I don't know how she does it. I wish I could be that organized. You know, we look at other people, don't we? And We project onto them and we see their lives um, as we do see people's lives through Instagram and, and everything. We see it, you know, as those people want us to see it. Yes, um,
0: and, and you're absolutely right. It's a hundred percent how how they want us to perceive them. Mm. Um, and, and I know that from having worked with a couple of the so-called gurus and being behind the scenes and seeing the reality of all of that. Um, I worked for one of these gurus at one point in time and he was really proud of the fact that he'd managed to spend a couple of hours with these kids at the weekend. And I'm thinking to myself, you managed to spend a couple of hours and you think that's good. And you don't think that when your kids grow up, they're going to have any issues. And, you know, these are the things that as I sit back now at my age and I, I coach now. So I have lots of conversations with women and um, lots of observations around about men but these women are now at that stage where they're in their mid to late 40s, they're in their 50s and they're lost. They're absolutely lost. They don't, they're standing back now thinking, God, I did really well and I got promoted and I've made all this money and I've been here and I've been there and I've been the next place. And they're taking a look at themselves in the mirror and they're not that 20 year old anymore they're now this 40 odd year old and they're standing back wondering what the hell just happened to the last X number of years of my life? Where have they gone? And, and that's the sacrifice to, to having it all.
1: Yeah, and that, that's the danger, isn't it? That's the danger in um, comparing ourselves to other people is looking at people thinking they have it all and aspiring to that and not fully appreciating the reality of that person's life. And, you know, it's, I remember when I had my daughter, so my first child, and I'd been on maternity leave for a few weeks before I had her. And that first six months of her life was really fascinating to me because I, I didn't have postnatal depression or anything, but my life to that point had been so defined by what I did. It was defined by my job. It was defined by my education, my grades, because I'd gone straight through, you know, going into the legal profession. It's one exam after the next, after the next, one achievement after the next, after the next. And my life had been defined by that. My success was defined by that. And then suddenly I had this beautiful newborn baby and I, you know, was on maternity leave. And I suddenly wasn't earning money. I had maternity leave payments, but I I wasn't earning money. I was looking at at leaving that job to do what I do now, or at least a a form of what I do now. Um, And I felt completely lost because I couldn't get to grips with this new identity. So I was a parent and I was a good parent when she was small. But they they just felt like there was something missing. And that was because I was having to transition into this new identity. And I didn't have anything that I felt was was mine, if that makes sense. Yes, I had a beautiful baby and I adored her. I didn't have postnatal depression or anything. It was just such a huge um, change for me. And I know for many, many women going from this career where I worked very, very long hours to not working long hours spending most of my time with a small baby that I couldn't really get anything from (laughs) you know conversation or anything all the conversations with friends were about the color of baby poo and you know are they crawling yeah are they this are they that it was all about the children and I really struggled with that and I think it was a huge learning experience and my husband saw it coming way before I even had her when he said you're not going to leave your career and have a child and not do anything else and I was like why not we he said no because you will go insane you will go insane I know you well enough to know that you need something for you and I needed something that wasn't a role that I was playing I wasn't a parent a sister a daughter looking after people I had something that sparked passion in me and i agree that so many women can get into their 40s and 50s and have played all these roles may well have stayed in a career that isn't necessarily serving them other than having status money all of those things that we consider to be a part of being successful but you've lost yourself i agree yeah. you you don't know who you are anymore you don't know what you enjoy you don't know what to do. And I remember, and I had it for six months, and when she was six months old, you know, things start to get a little bit easier, you start to settle a bit more. I was getting more comfortable with saying to my husband, "Uh, is it okay if I buy these boots? You know, because I wasn't earning money anymore, and that was weird. Um, But I think the transition, you know, in your forties and fifties, and particularly I suppose for many, many women, when the children leave home and go off to university, and then the the thing that you've focused on for so many years has gone. Yeah. And, and there's another big change coming your way. And then you feel like you've lost everything. I remember my mum going through that when I left home and then subsequently my brother 18 months later. But it's... Is it's, it
0: losing everything though, of realising that you didn't have anything in the first place and well, and that...
1: I think you do I think that you just lose sight you kind of lose your your path I think and you, I think a lot of
0: us lost our path a long time ago though I, I mean I, and and it's what I see with with so many it's with so many women um I mean I know me for example if I just look at I look at myself um straight into law there was there was just there was never anything there was never any thought that went mm. into any of it it was just that I'm an intelligent woman. I've got all these qualifications. Um, I came from a working class family. So I was one of the first ones to go to university. You go to university, you become a lawyer. Women can have it all. You know, um, emmeline Pankhurst did a great job of convincing us all that one of the suffragettes that we could have it all. So you go out there and you just do it. And you just go on this path and do everything that's expected of you. Without checking in with yourself and saying, yeah. where do I want to be? The reality for me though, Sarah, is that I actually wouldn't change a lot of what I did. I would still do everything that I did. I think there's just one thing, one there's one change that I would make. I I would I would slot in me time, and by that I just mean time where I could just think a little bit more about where I was and I think maybe I toyed with that and that might be one of the reasons that I did eventually walk away from law. I think I did give myself a little bit of it but I didn't appreciate the importance and the significance of taking that time to myself and just standing back and asking myself the question what's this all about Is this what I want out of my life? Is this where I want to be? And I never asked myself those questions, or maybe I did, but maybe it was that good old woman guilt thing of, I shouldn't be asking myself what I want. Um, I shouldn't really play a part in this. Um, Maybe feeling guilty about wanting to do things for myself and spend time by myself. And, and by this, I'm not talking about time with girlfriends to go and have a coffee where everyone gets together and has a winch. I'm talking about good old genuine alone time where you're not thinking about your children or your family or your job. You're just sitting mm. down and asking yourself, what do I want out of life? Mm. Because it becomes more difficult whenever you get, I mean, as a 50-year-old woman now, when you get to my age, standing back now and saying to yourself, well, what do I want out of life? What's my purpose? Where Where am I supposed to be going next? What am I doing? And I know exactly what I want to do, but I feel guilty sometimes about not being on that, that, well, I should be looking after the children and I should be doing this and I should be doing that.
1: But it's, it's part of... Um how we're brought up though isn't it you know the school system is defines success as getting your grades getting a good job earning money there's no um encouragement certainly in our educational system to um question things to be curious to find out you know what problems are experiencing how can i solve those problems how can you know the entrepreneurial mind basically that's not it's not it's not not even welcomed is it and so we were very no we have a very narrow interpretation of what success means and so when we're talking about can i have it all you know we've got a very set idea of what that means that means can i be successful and successful being in accordance with what I've been told my entire life is success, which puts an awful lot of pressure on children. Um, And alongside that, can I live a normal life? Can I raise my children, enjoy alone time, slow things down a little bit? Um, And, you know, the legal career is a fairly I hesitate to say, easy career to get into. If you're bright and you tick boxes as you go, you know, it's a very clear path. I need to get a degree. I need to go to law school. I need to get a training contract. I need to do that well to then get taken off on an employed. And then you progress through the ranks. You know, it's a fairly clear path. But I think because of how we're taught, what success means, that itself provides us with a problem. And we're not teaching our children, or certainly at school, to enjoy the ordinary in life. We don't have to be extraordinary to be be worthy. That's not where we should be finding our self-worth through every single day trying to do something extraordinary, be someone who is extraordinary. Um, have other people see you as extraordinary. That's not necessarily what we should be striving for. And I think certainly I have been striving for that my entire life because that's how success was defined in my head. And I try and talk to my children, yes, all those things are fantastic, but it's not just what's important. You should appreciate the ordinary in life. Because I've done various... um, exercises in some of my classes actually just to a slight aside I used to teach movements people with Parkinson's disease and we did a session one week that was so interesting we asked all the participants to close their eyes and on sitting on chairs and to think about a childhood experience something that filled them with joy that they remember like it was yesterday that and then to experience the sensations of that. What did it smell like? What did it taste like? What did it feel like? How did your body feel? All of those sensations. And once we'd finished that exercise, we asked people to volunteer and talk about, or mime, whatever they felt like doing, the experience that they'd had in their head. And every single one of them related to nature. It related to a time in their childhood where they were on the beach where they were you know paddling where they were picking up pebbles where they found something and i think you know if you ask yourself those questions the very simple things in life the memories that you have of your parents your grandparents the the things that mean a lot a lot to you are something that is very very basic is a relationship with someone something someone has said to you it, they're not complex things it's not you don't get to the end of your life and say I'm so pleased I qualified as a lawyer, and I was a lawyer in the city for 10 years. That's not what I'm going to be thinking on my deathbed. It's going to be all about relationships and experiences. And that's what I think, you know, if we can teach young girls that now, you know, you you as an individual are unique anyway. Mm-hmm. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. don't have to do all these things to find self-worth you can find that within yourself and then we don't have this pressure to have it all what does it even mean um but we think it means and as we just started off the conversation saying well yeah i qualified as a lawyer and i had this career and then i had children i had money and a car and a house and those are all the tick box exercises that we were taught what that you know define success and so we think that we need to tick all of that in order to have it all and actually is that even the case
0: and it's great going out there with that message but at the end of the day it's not just us is it it's it's society as well um and you know you you get take you you get a a male and a female going into the legal profession for example and um they both have children now having been in that place as well the men will stay there for all the hours under the sun the women will want to get home and um I defy any man to tell me that it's any different because I've had enough conversations with them over the years to see that that's exactly what was going on and I've asked enough of them do you not want to go home and there's a difference that there is there is a difference and You know, I think that's the really, really sad thing for women going into so many careers, especially something like the legal profession, because men and women are different. And I think this is one of the big fundamentals and it's where comparisonitis needs to to be recognised for women. Don't go into that job comparing yourself to the man and trying to deliver the same way that man delivers. You have to find other ways to deliver. And I think that's where I was quite successful as in my my legal career. I found ways to get round about the long hours. So I wasn't prepared to be in the office all of those hours because, as I said earlier on, I wanted to have it all. So I found ways of being inventive. I was also super confident and I cannot stress this enough to people. To be able to get what you want out of life, you need to be confident. So, you know, I remember having a conversation um, whilst I was still an associate. I was fortunate enough to to get that partnership um, and have it all. But I remember having a conversation when I was an associate with a partner in the firm who had come to me and said, "Um, you've you've been brought up at one of the meetings because your hours are not as high as they should be. And I'm scratching my head at this. saying, What do you mean my hours are not so high? I said, what about my billings? where do I rank from a billings point of view? And I was like there at the top. Um, I was in, I was one of the top billers in the firm. I said, well, look at my, my billings. Does that not make me much more efficient and effective than other people in the organisation? But I never had any issues with just standing up and saying what I wanted to say. Mm. And I think that's a big part of it as well. And I think if you become so consumed by what is going on around about you, you become a victim of your circumstances and being a victim of your circumstances can take away that confidence that you need to be able to, in essence, have it all to understand what your priorities are, where you want to go and to not fear the fact that you're not in the office from six in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. You don't need to be doing any of that stuff but you need to have the courage to stand up and say, to your bosses or whatever else, look, I'm not doing this. This is how I want to do it. And this is not going to detract. Um, and I, I'm interested having, I have a son who's going into the legal profession and I have a daughter who's going into the legal profession. Wow. I will tell you right now that my daughter is much more diligent and much more on paper intelligent than my son is. My son is much more gung-ho. I have nothing to do with the fact that either one of them want to be lawyers. I made the decision to not talk them out of it. Um, and Maybe a little bit of me hope that they would see what it was like um, from my point of view and then maybe not do it. But I'm interested to see how the two of them rank because if they were at school together, uh, my, my daughter would trounce my son from an intellect point of view. She would absolutely trounce him because He's a little bit more lazy, but he's he's really sharp. You know, he's one Mm. of those like boy lawyers. I know that he's gonna thrive. He's gonna be really really good at what he does because he's super sharp. But it's gonna be interesting to watch the two because Mm. they're they're completely even, completely even. Where Dane has strengths, Eva might not. Where Eva has strengths, Dane Mm. might not. But it is gonna be. It's going to be even, Stephen. So it will be interesting to see how it all plays out.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness, two lawyers. (sighs) Yeah,
0: two (sighs) lawyers, and then and then a little one. I'm not sure what she wants to do yet. But but anyway, yeah. No, it's it's um. can, Can can you have it all? I still think you can have it all, but I think you're going to sacrifice things in your life. And I think you have to recognize what those sacrifices will be and be prepared to put them to the side to have it all. So you need well, to define
1: what have it all. What mean what is have it all? You need to define what have it all means to you, not to everyone else. But also you don't have to have it all at the same time. As I was saying, you know, you can have seasons in your life where you have one thing and then you move on and you have another. And you can experience life that way um, and make decisions to change things as you go. Because otherwise, if you're not living in that conscious way and make you know, checking in with yourself on a regular basis, you can end up, as we were saying, a little bit lost later on, not really knowing how you got there, not enjoying it um, and wondering just what on earth you're going to do next so having it all it's a matter of perspective it's a matter of how you define success and yeah it depends whether you think you need to do all of that in one go or or not and you kept saying
0: the important words right through all of that you it's Mm. all about you it's what do you want and and it's not selfish to ask yourself what you want and I think that always needs to be you always have to check back in with yourself. Yeah. Are you happy? Does Is this what you want as a person? Because you're the only one who can answer it. And to be honest, you're the only one that matters because if you're no use to you, you're no use to anyone else. Mm. If you're not happy within yourself, it reflects on everything else in your life. So you need it needs to be all about you. What does it mean to you to have it all?
1: But, you know, I think we can confuse um, what we want with other people's expectations. So when we know our parents have an expectation or whoever it is that's around you, teachers, whatever. Oh, but you're really bright. You should absolutely do X. It's a waste if you don't do X because you're really intelligent, or you're really this, or you're really that, that's what you should do to play to your strengths. It's like, but I don't want to do that. I want to do this other thing that doesn't use my brain in the same way, but fills me with joy. And I think sometimes we can end up going down a particular path, thinking it's what we want, because we know it's what is expected of us, and feeling flattered by the comments of, well, you should do this because you're so X. And we think, oh, actually, yeah, I am, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll show them I can do that. And you end up doing things to prove something to someone, or maybe even proving it to yourself. But if, if that doesn't fulfill you and doesn't make you happy, you absolutely don't have it all. You really don't. People looking on, maybe your parents have it all because they can, when they go down the pub or see their friends, they can tell everyone how amazing you are and what you've yeah. achieved in your life. They have it all. Um, they're not necessarily you and yeah you're absolutely right you are the one that matters you are the one that uh needs to know you've lived your life um true to yourself and made sure absolutely 100 percent that you've enjoyed it along the way so there we are
0: there we go there we go. I'd love to hear what everyone else has to to say on this. Um to the ladies out there who've been working really hard and you've got that really great high paying senior job. Now, do you feel like you've you got it all? Did you forget yourself along the way? Don't be embarrassed about it. I think we all do. But I'd love to I would love to hear what people have got to say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thanks again for tuning in to Smart Women Connect. We'll be back again next Wednesday. Or you can catch us on iTunes at Smart Women Connect. You can also catch us on VirginiaCharnowsky.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, for Sarah at Breaking Ballet, And again, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. We're all over the place.
1: <laughs> we certainly are.
0: We're having it all. We're everywhere. <laughs> <Only> present.
1: <laughs> See right. you next week, everyone.
0: Bye, guys.